We have a provincial government in Alberta that's made it job one to assert provincial autonomy, right? You know, take a look at some of the language that's been used. It should be familiar to you now. Um, autonomy, independence, and yes, sovereignty. I mean, we're talking about the Sovereignty Act but now and then. It comes and goes. Um, we also know there is a small segment of Alberta's population that has long pushed for all-out total independence, separation from the rest of Canada, right? Now, if you listen to this show, and I've said many times before, uh, I think that would be a monumentally stupid move. And I don't think it'll ever happen. I really and truly don't. I think it's a pretty small segment of the population. Vocal, you know, motivated, committed, um, but not enough to turn the tables on this one. Never have been historically anyway. And I don't think our government is in that position at all. Like I say, you know, Daniel Smith talked about sovereignty and autonomy and independence and, you know, exerting influence over our jurisdiction and telling Ottawa to butt out. But I wouldn't say Daniel Smith has ever entertained thoughts of a separatist, um, although some of the policies do align, right? Leaving CPP, um, leaving the RCMP, those sorts of things. There is some crossover, right? Like, so I want to be careful and say I'm not calling Danielle Smith the separatist. Not at all. Not calling the UCP government a separatist government. But we know there's some crossover there, and we know there are some groups in Alberta that would like to see. I mean, Wexit, you know what it is. So. Um, if we were to go farther down that road, and we've certainly gone farther down that road than we have before, like I say, with the crossover issues, um, what can we learn from, you know, different jurisdictions that have gone through it in, in much more unsettling ways, I think, than we would see here in Alberta. But uh, let's get into it. We're going to have a chat with Carlos Freire-Gibb. Uh, Carlos is an assistant professor at McEwen University School of Business. Carlos, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. So, like I say, we're, we're, we're talking about concepts here, several different concepts, with the worst-case scenario, in my mind anyway, and I know some people disagree, being separation. But I, I, I'm not characterizing Daniel Smith or her government as separatist. That's not the, the basis of this conversation, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think we we know that it, it, she's not, or the, the government of Amer- Alberta, they're not, um, they don't, they're not, they're um, not, Claiming that they want separation from right. uh, or succeed from Canada, so yeah, there's there's not and there's not as you said, there's not many people who who advocate for separation. Perhaps one third, one fourth, uh, yeah. depends on the surveys. Yeah, I think they it's usually 27 percent, like. somewhere around there, typically. Uh, like yeah, it depends on the age, and yeah, it's true. Um, However, um, yeah, there's like, and there's like, and I agree with you. Like, uh, most likely, uh, Alberta will never break away. Yeah. Uh, but there's like, but there's like these two main uh, predominant perspectives that emerge in this debate. Like, uh, like some people who say like, okay, it will never happen. Um, so the possibility is so remote that this idea can be dismissed, dismissed outright. It will. There's there's any chance. So we, yeah. we don't we don't have don't to even think about, about it. it. Yeah. And the other one, it's like, well, we don't really want to separate, but uh, maybe we can thread separation as a bargaining tool. Yeah. An advocate of this view proposed declaring a desire to exist in order to obtain a better treatment, effectively pushing the boundaries to secure a more favorable agreement. And I think both viewpoints, and I say this because I have seen it in other places, uh, they it's likened as like a lobsters in boiling water. 
mm-hmm. in the chance of ending up cooked. <laughs> and, and you know what? There, we, there's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of talk. And but there, like I said, there is some crossover, Carlos. I mean, if you take a look at the Canada Pension Plan and leaving that, and you talk about the pushback against the RCMP and creating a provincial police force, those don't you know lead to separation on their own, but they're common elements, right? It, it's putting up. Uh, walls around Alberta in terms of within Canada, so it's not separation, but at the same time, it's I don't know how you, I don't know how you'd characterize it, but it, it is sort of putting up. I guess maybe you go to the old firewall, uh, you know, metaphor. Uh huh. Like the firewall letter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of flirting with the idea, yeah. but it's like that's a good word. But it can be. But it's like you know, sometimes flirting, flirting, it can you, you can end up uh, you can end up in a bad situation. <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> no question. So if we're going to talk about this, and that's and like we say, we're just talking about concepts and ideas here. But what can we take a look? Because I mean, this doesn't happen in a vacuum, and we know that other jurisdictions have gone through this. In PC wrote for the conversation, you you talk about some lessons to be learned in Spain. Um, and, and I think people immediately would think Basques. No, that we're talking about Catalonia, right? Uh, tell us about what happened in Spain and what we can learn from that example. Yeah, so now I'm a proud Canadian citizen, but I'm originally from Spain. And um, uh, yeah, back in the, like, when I was growing up in the, like, it was always the Basques. They, they wanted, like, yeah, the independence. Like, not like, not not all of them, but, like, there was, like, a very strong movement. In fact, we have, like, the um, separatist group, ETA, which uh, killed hundreds of people. And then also the police, the Spanish police, there was also a brutal counter, uh, counter-terrorism. And it was... It was it was really bad. So it was always the Basques who actually they have like yeah. their own language, their own even their own genetic DNA, uh, and they're like very uh, so. It, but they but then suddenly like uh, they they, um, they 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 stop pushing for independence. But then suddenly like the Basque, I mean the, the Catalonians, um, they they're the, they're the ones who wanted like independence, independence. And I am from Madrid, and we are uh, we always talk about the Catalonians like oh no the Catalonians like they say they really want it, but they, they just pretending you know like yeah. they don't really want to separate. And it was like so we don't we just. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So uh, that would be stupid for them to do it. But you know, in 2017, they <laughs> they, uh, they declared an, an, a referendum and an, uh, independence, and uh, it was uh, and things have have been very bad for uh, their economy, their society, also for Spain. For uh, yeah, overall, for right? Yes, everybody gets everybody get everybody loses. So. I thought that when I came here to Canada, that oh, like oh, like I'm not gonna see that anymore. Like, oh, but then I think I come here to Alberta, where oh my God, it's exactly the same. Like, yeah. it's the music is exactly the same music. No, you're right. And in the parallels, I mean, you talk about the Basques, and I guess they would probably sort of fit what we think of as Quebec in Canada, right? Exactly. With With independent language and all the rest of that stuff. But uh, suddenly, coming out of the, the other side of the country, you've got Alberta, which sort of more closely aligns with Catalonia, and you can uh-huh. definitely see the parallels there. And based on based on economic, not in uh, ethnical or cultural yeah, things, yeah. but more like just economic for for economic reasons. Uh, also for economic reasons, and and I, I don't know, I don't know if the jury is still. I don't think the juries. I guess maybe there are people who think it was a good idea, but we're talking about Brexit, and and as I say, you know, here in Alberta, here in the West, you hear Wexit, which is um, mm-hmm. you know, which to me seems odd because. 
I think most people look at Brexit as a monumental disaster. I mean, three UK prime ministers have lost their jobs after. As a result, it's been absolute chaos and turmoil. So, I mean, that's another lesson that we can learn. Brexit hasn't gone well, has it? Now, uh, now almost nearly 60% of the British, uh, they want to, they would like to return uh, to the European Union. And it has been really bad for the UK, really bad for the, um, I'm not saying, or they are the ones who, who are saying it. And like really bad for Europe. Everybody, everybody, everybody loses. Like, no, nobody wins here. But like, it was the same thing. They were like, oh, you know, the British, they're always like in the European Union, like, oh, they're always complaining that they have like a, and there's not a fair, that it's unfair. Blah blah blah, but like, so like, and some people start like joking, right? Like, uh, if they want to go, like, yeah, sure, they can go, and like, probably, probably, if they have a, a referendum, they, they will say that they want to stay, but most of the Europeans will say that they 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 should leave, and it was kind of like joking and stuff, and then finally, you know, like 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 cook like lobsters uh, in boiling water, little by little, and suddenly, like even the uh, <laughs> prime, prime Minister Cameron, he organized the referendum, uh, the Brexit referendum, thinking that because all the polls, they're like, ah, it's just like, a, it's just like some hardcore conservative that they really want this and stuff, so don't really worry about it, but then, they ended up, we ended up with Brexit, yeah. 51% of the vote. And um, I, I saw that in Quebec, we had like, or we already had like two referendums. It could have happened here. And this, the consequences, only the referendum, maybe regardless if it's, if what could happen, it could be catastrophic for Canada, and particularly for Alberta. I mean, let's take a look at that. Like, I mean, like you say, it's just, it hasn't gone well for everybody. So if you take a look at post-separatist, um, times and movements, you can clearly see that, you know what, there's definitely a risk that we, we don't often look at that though, right, Carlos? We talk about how great things are going to be and you, the, the downside seems to always come up in when reality sets in. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, we know, uh, we know for, like, there's like, there's like, there's like uh, our own rule of mega projects and they're always, all of these mega projects are always, always, they're over budget, over time, over and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this happened. So uh, yeah, we can just focus on beautiful things and stuff. But like it, we know, this actually it reminds me also like um, a game that I, I I do with my students, and that kind of it kind of it kind of helped me to do to write this piece. It's called uh, Ultimatum Game. Um, I don't know if the if people know about it, uh, but Ultimatum Game. It's a it's a game where. Um, uh, there's like there's like there are two people person A and person B yeah. and then uh, they they we tell them it's like a social experiment we give them like one hundred dollars and they I don't give their one hundred dollars to the students I give them like three bonuses <laughs> but the rules are that the person A must offer a portion of the of the money or the bonus points and then this is uh, and the person B uh, to the person B and the the amount could be fifty dollars or ten dollars or even one dollar and the catch is that the person B has the power to accept or reject the offer. So if person B accepts the offer, both A and B get, get to keep the, the money or the bonus post and the bonus points as proposed by A. So if A offers $30 and B accepts, A uh, gets 70 and B gets $30. However, if person B rejects the offer, neither of them gets any money. Both A and B end up with nothing. And they have done this experiment like many, many, many places, many countries, many places, and I do it in my class. And most of the times, 
people offer like 50-50, like yeah. split like yeah. the bonus points or the money. But in some cases, some people, they're like, ah, oh, you know, maybe I can get like 1.8, 1. you know, a little bit more, like 60%, 70%, and I can offer the other person less. And if they feel that they don't, it's not fair, they're like, they, 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 they say this is, uh, this is um, unacceptable and they prefer to give zero to, they, everybody lose their money, everybody lose their bonus points. Um, and this happens to some, a few of my students, so uh, it's economic theory, it says like this, 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 this shouldn't work, but that's what happens. And, and they, they both then get without bonus points or with money and that happens everywhere, many countries, many places. Yeah. So same thing within Canada and Alberta. I, I, if some people, if they perceive the, the, uh, the, Alberta, the Canadians in in, uh, in Central Canada, or, or or here we in Alberta, we feel that it's unfair. We 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 start saying like, oh, wait, I don't care. They say like, well, you, you can leave. I don't care. Or right, we, yeah, I will go. Yeah. I don't care. And even if even if it significantly harms our own interests, so we get nothing. Um, yeah, we have. You know, yeah. I'm, af- I'm really afraid about this. Yeah, uh, there's no question. I mean, it's always been an uh, underlying sentiment out here in the West. There's no question. And, uh, like I say, I think we both agree. Not likely to happen, but definitely it's not something we should completely ignore. Carlos, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here. Perfect. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Bye.